Success, is it really a secret? I don't think so. Join me as I interview guests from different cultures and backgrounds who have overcome incredible challenges to create the life they live today. Thousand likes, celebrity status, lots of money or big cars, these are things that come and go and do not define true success. So what is it? And most importantly, how do we create it? If you are a child, teen, or adult trying to understand how to achieve this word, then you are not alone and you won't want to miss a single episode of The Secret to Success Isn't So Secret. This is Christy Maggio, and the key is right here. It's not a great secret, so don't just listen. Learn and take action. I want to uh, welcome our guest today. Uh, her name is Maria Trusa. She is originally from the Dominican Republic. Uh, and as a young girl, she went through uh, a very um, difficult, uh, traumatic experience of, of sexual abuse. And be, I'm not sure because of Nina, it being here, whether or not we'll go into necessarily the specific of it, but just to know that it was a very traumatic experience at the age of nine years old um, that she went through this traumatic experience and so of sexual abuse one night. And so therefore, um, I will let her tell the story, but it's a story where then she came to the, the, the United States after a, few, after a few years later. And then she has created now uh, a whole movement, her own medical clinic, all of these other things. And I'm saying it really fast. So Maria, welcome. welcome. Thank you. Thank you. It is such an honor to be here to let me tell you, you are my first high school student, uh, right? Pretty much everybody's a high school student here. Yes, everyone's a high school student, except for there's there's two younger ones. Okay, um, a younger audience, because normally I'm speaking with a lot of women. Uh, I've been doing this now um, for a while, uh, doing these Zoom calls. So it's an honor for me to be here. Um, I'm gonna start basically telling you where I am now and then we'll do it backwards. Um, and, and then we'll come back to more stuff that I'm doing. So I am, uh, I own my medical center. I have a practice where we do urgent care, primary care, gynecology, podiatry, neurology, cardiology, and uh, a lot of the things that end with G. <laughs> and then we do a, we have a COVID testing center that has been extremely successful uh, for us. We have been doing COVID testing for the past year. And we have, our place is mission-based. Basically I've been in healthcare over the past, I think 35 years of my life, maybe more, close to 40, I think. Uh, and I love healthcare. For 26 years, I was privileged to work in a very uh, affluent community. Uh, I built a medical practice where, uh, when I started there as a medical assistant, guys, as a medical assistant, assistant I ended up being a manager two, two years later. Then uh, two more years, I ended up being the executive director for 26 years. 
And I was able to build this practice from seven doctors to 50 doctors, from 10,000 square feet of medical space to 80,000, from 50, 37 employees to about 204, 250 employees. And then in 2014, I got sick. I ended up having a, um, I used to have breast implants because when I was younger, I wasn't that comfortable with my body and I felt that I had such a small breast that I wanted to make them bigger because somehow that was going to make me happier. That was going to change me. And I ended up, um, to make a long story short, by the way, I have a book, uh, but I don't know. You guys might be too young to read it yet. <laughs> uh, I think the teens would be okay. Your daughter read it. Did your daughter read it? No, my daughter hasn't. She yet. hasn't read it. Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe not. No, she can't read it yet. She needs to be yeah. in her 20s. To okay. understand it. But I'm a very open soul. I am completely open with my story. And you know why? Because it is my story. And everybody has their own story. Everybody has a story that can be judged. So I try not to judge by nature, and especially at your age, where people that start judging others like we don't have anything to be judged about. The more you judge, by the way, the more you have to be judged, right? You have things that you are not comfortable because at this stage in my life, all I want to do is I want peace in the world. And I really mean it. Like, I just want everybody to be happy. I want to inject this peace that I feel to as many people as possible. That's why I do a lot of public speaking. And, you know, but I wasn't comfortable with myself and I ended up almost dying. I had uh, one of the breast implants uh, burst and I was exercising and I went to the bathroom to take a shower. When I'm in the shower, one of them had uh, burst and I had to have surgery and things were wrong without the, with the surgery. I won't go into all the details, but I ended up having five surgeries in a matter of a month and a half. So... And in the first surgery, when they actually put implants and I ended up having an infection, so my entire chest got infected. When they went to take out my breast implants and uh, wash my, my chest, and really I was very sick. That night, uh, my kids came to say goodbye to me because I was dying. I had an allergic reaction to the antibiotics that they were giving me and my body blew up and I, I turned purple and my children actually came to say goodbye to me. And it took me almost a year to recover. I, I had my breast open for two months. Two months I had drainage. And then I was very, very weak for, a, for about a year. Well, that became a catalyst for me to really figure out like, what do I really want? What does my life mean? I've always wanted to help the Latino community and yet I am helping the affluent community and not that there's anything wrong with that, but it's just, I know that I have something more to give. So I ended up a year later quitting my job just quitting. I said, I, I mean, I didn't quit. You know, I just decided I'm going to retire. I'm going to leave. So I let them know that I was leaving because I was going to fulfill a mission. And look, guys, I thought of this mission in my mind completely 
details of what I wanted to create for the Latino community, uh, for the underserved community with a very strong focus on the undocumented population. And I started visualizing what I wanted. And I said, I'm giving myself three months. And I, to I told my, you know, the people at Scarsdale where I used to work that I was leaving and they're like, but why? You know, after 26 years, like, is it money? I said, it's not money. They were paying me very, very well. Everybody in my house, my family thought I was insane. But I said, no, I got to do this because I life took a different purpose for me. And this is something that I want you to realize that life evolves. You're going to be different people throughout the years. It's almost like in daily, you become something different. You become a little bit of you is added to your life. A little something new is added every single day. So for me, it became a catalyst. And to make it another long story short, I ended up three months later joining my business partner uh, in 2015, and I'm with her almost six years. And I want to tell you that this place is gorgeous. I wanted a beautiful place to serve the underserved because I wanted to raise the standard of what medical care our underserved community was getting. And I knew what high quality care was. So I wanted to duplicate, duplicate exactly what I had built as Carzel Medical. And the dream came true. We have over, we have close to 30,000 patients. And when I started here, we have 1,500 patients, not even 1,500 patients. And we're growing. We're going to be opening up another site. But in, does anybody have any questions? Yeah, let's that? stop there for a minute because yes. like- Digest that. So who has a question? Jasmine, you have a question. I see your hand up there. Yes. Um, so I absolutely love what you were talking about. And as you were talking about like how you had your breast augmentation, um, one of my dreams is to become a plastic surgeon. So I've been currently studying that. I've got my really big book next to me, which is about human anatomy. And when you're talking about like how you had um, them removed because like a certain infection, because you got allergic to the saline and the stuff that the breast implant is made up of. I just found it so fascinating as to how um, someone went through so much pain and so much of um, healing and you came out into being this amazing person speaking here today and like owning the business. So I was just like really blown away. So oh. I guess one of my questions was to, um, how did you stay so strong? Yeah. So I, you know, then I'm going to take you back to when I was the decade. I'm going to talk about decades of my life. So my first decade uh, when I was born in the Dominican Republic was a very traumatic decade. Uh, talk about pain. And I go back there and I'll tell you why, because the question that you're ask, asking me, um, the answer is there. So at the age of um, nine years old, and I'm not going to go through all the details, but um, ironically, my father, who was supposed to be my protector, ended up giving me to someone one night, and this person uh, brutally raped me And um, at the age of nine. And I almost lost my life then. Um, he destroyed me in uh, body and soul. Um, I had to have surgery. They didn't think I was going to have kids because it affected my ovaries so much that um, 
they thought that I had lost probably an ovary and it was going to be very difficult for me to have kids. So that is the beginning of my life. And my innocence was destroyed. And when your innocence is destroyed in such a traumatic way, everything crumbles. I look at life in five pillars of life. So when we're born, we have, for me, the five most important pillars is that your body, so think about a trauma like that, it destroys it. Your family, it destroyed it because it was my father that gave me away. My relationship spiritually gets destroyed. You start questioning, how could there be a God and how could this happen to me? And then even later on, the relationship with money, finances, and then the relationship with fun. I had to learn to have fun because I became, for those the first decade and the second decade of my life, somebody that was extremely anxious, afraid, sad, depressed, did not really think that life had much meaning. At the age of 10, I didn't want to live. And if I knew how to do it, I probably would not be here today. So I had tremendous pain. But what I realized is that as the time went by, and in the age of 20, I ended up getting married at the age of 17, having a child at the age of 20. And I encountered so many more challenges and so much more pain. The pain that I went through as a child gave me a foundation that I realized if I went through that and I'm here, I survived the worst of my life. So I took it in a different direction where I became somebody that crushes fear. If I'm afraid, I'm gonna do it. If I'm afraid, I am going to explore. So I started repairing every pillar one by one, one by one. And I can tell you that life is a journey. We, we always are in repair mode until the day we die. Then you're done repairing. You're done growing. So I'm still, and I'm 56 years old, and I'm still growing I am still learning so much about me, about my strength, about the connection that I want, about what I want to do. But I've been somebody that at some point I decided I'm going to be curious. I want to squeeze as much as I can out of life. Squeeze it. And if you guys learn to do this now, wow, you would be unstoppable. I'm unstoppable, but it took me a lot longer to get to be unstoppable because right now it's like I crush everything. Everything I want to do, I do it. And that is the answer. I, I also want to say that we need, that I want them to put into context also, not only what had happened to you at, at nine, but that she, that you grew up extremely poor, like 
of extreme, and when I say extreme poverty, I yep. mean, to, to the point where, you know, shoes, clothes, very, like, not, not a lot, you know? Yep. And so there was hard, she didn't have any of those luxuries. Um, if you can think of, you know, when you see those videos of, of homes, unfortunately, like in third world countries, like that's where, this is where she came from. Like, so to even see where she is now, like that even puts it in even more, uh, a bigger context because her drive, and then I'll let her tell you about like, even still, like everything drives her to a whole different point, even with running her, like she ran the New York marathon. Yeah, and she did. Yeah, so I'll let her get to that, but I don't want you to forget about telling that. But Nina, yeah. go ahead, sweetheart. You have a question, and I don't know if you can see the chat, but uh, I can't. People have said, uh, "Wow, you're such an inspiration." Thank you for what well, you really are. Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> yes. Yes. So yes. beautiful. So I'm sorry to interrupt you, but oh, Maria, you have a you have your hand raised. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, it's just oh. a question kind of add up I'd say um number one miss that is just such an incredible story and once again you're such an inspiration because so many young girls and just young people in general have to go through many different traumatic experiences including sexual kind of um assault rape and so on and so forth once again not getting deep into that it's just so terrible and I feel like so many people just just lose the purpose in life as you said before and it's just so difficult to get through all of these traumatic things especially at such a young age and it's just this feeling of betrayal especially from your family as you said it's just terrible and I feel like you're such a great inspiration and we can all agree on that not just to women to everyone in this classroom and to every inner oh god I'm stuttering to everyone around the world so I'm just so Thank you, Maria of course I feel so empowered that's oh. that's the right word that's the right word thank you Wow, you're gonna make me cry. Oh, I um, you know my my goal in life right now is to be a voice for the voiceless. So, um, one of the my latest project is I've I wrote a book where I share my story, everything, and um, very graphic. And I there's a purpose for that. I wanted people to feel the pain, including anybody that might be thinking of abusing. If they're reading this book, it would turn them off because it's that graphic. But at the same time, I have been able to take all of that negative energy and put it into things that I'm paying it forward. I am changing people's life. And I decided to create a movement called Yo Digo No Mas. I say no more. This is our sign. Uh, the ends. I would love for you guys to do this, and we can uh, we can post it in Yo Digo No Mas. You can, yep. And uh, at the so I have a social movement that is fighting against sexual abuse. It's bringing awareness. It is its goal is to create a voice for the voiceless, as I call it. I have become a voice for the voiceless. I am an advocate against, obviously, sexual abuse in creating different uh, format of uh, bringing this out. And it is a silent pandemic, I call it. So we are looking for the cure and we're looking to destroy this vicious cycle that is passed on from generation to generation. So I took something so traumatic 
And I decided at some point, and this is a big lesson for you guys. Look, we don't have to be victim. We don't have to stay as victim. It is hard. I understand. But I decided that I was not going to be a victim. I became a creator. I became a creator. I took all that negative energy and I said, I'm just going to create. Nothing could go back. I already, I was, like Christy said, uh, there was Christmas where I ate bread and grapes. So I said, like, it could never go back to that. Because even if I'm really poor in the United States, mm -hmm. you're going to have some food. Most people, you have even the homeless, you know, go to places where they can eat. So to me, that sort of set the standard that I, I became, you know, fearless. I just... I do, right now, guess what I'm doing? Because I'm somebody that wants to live a limitless life. I am deciding whatever I'm afraid or I think there's a limit that I'm going to do it. So I am training as of today to run 56 miles in a bike uh, as a relay Ironman. I'm a, in a group as a relay uh, Ironman. And that's in September. At the beginning of October, I'm running a full marathon again. Wow. You know why? Because if I think it, I speak it, I create it. That's the formula. Mm -hmm. So the same way that you're thinking negative thoughts, when you think negative and when you start looking at yourself and you compare to other kids, comparison kills. Comparison hurts. Compare yourself to you. How much am I growing? How much, how much am I doing than I did before? So I've been comparing myself to me. It's like, this is it. I have what I have. How much more do I have? How much more do I want? What do I want to do with this body? Because this body is my temple. So how do I squeeze my body until the day I die? I'm going to figure out what to do with it because I can't. Because if I can think it, I can speak it, I can create it. So affirmations, mm -hmm. that's how one of the, the many ways that I got out of this uh, pain, because I had a lot of pain, was through daily, I call it daily deposits. So when you wake up, you have a choice. You could either wake up and start withdrawing from your life account, or you could start adding to your life account. I choose as much as I can because you still withdraw. It's it's hard. You know, sometimes you say, oh my God, this is so hard. You know, this challenges. So you start withdrawing, but if you keep depositing more and more than you withdrawing, you create a strong frame for every single day. And for me, that's how I look at life. You know, there's a few formulas that I have I say you can, if you think it, you're, if you think it, you speak it, you create it. It's huge. This is a gift. I want you to remember me for that. So every time you want to be negative with, you, with yourself, you say, no, I choose to be positive. I do an affirmation on the show that I just did. I go in front of a big mirror and I stand there and I say, I am beautiful. I am intelligent. I am empowered. I am beautiful. I'm intelligent. I'm empowered. So 
you choose the words that, that come to you. But the fact is the same way you say, I'm ugly, I don't have a beautiful body. Look at this girl on this magazine. She's skinnier than me. She's more beautiful than me. She has a better hair than me. Who cares? Who cares? Mm -hmm. It's your life. You don't have to live anybody else's life. It's yours. So when you look at yourself, this negativity in a negative way, start looking at yourself in the way you are because you are each one of you beautiful. Beautiful. You know why? Because you were created in beauty. So whoever tells you you're not beautiful, don't listen to them. Okay. Yes. All right. I see some hands. I want to see. I want to <laughs> say something first. First, I want to go down to the little Amir down here. Amir, honey, can you un unmute yourself for a minute and tell Miss Maria what you tell Miss Maria about your books? Um. So I've actually written uh five books about affirmations. Um, so I, what I do in the morning, I actually go in the mirror and I actually um, say my affirmations in the mirror. And um, yeah. Uh huh. And buy you books. Yes. And he does. He has written six books. Uh, called, tell her what they're called, honey. I am intelligent. Because I'm, I'm intelligent. intelligent. He has my affirmations. Because I'm intelligent, I become what I affirm. And because I'm, I play chess. Yeah. Wow. Sweetheart, you are so ahead of the game. Man, that took me a while to get. And now I do it all the time. Like, I, whatever I want to do, I'm like, okay, I can do it. Because you know what? I am smart. I am smart. Like even money. I do this money affirmation, which you guys don't have to do, but it's, you know, talking about affirmation. I have an affirmation that I do for money. And believe me, I get, I can tell you that I speak proudly. I am very well off. And I say it with pride because like Christy was saying, this is the little girl from Licea Al Medio, which is a little town in the Dominican Republic that had nothing, that moved 17 times because they threw us out of every house because my father was an alcoholic and he was not paying the rent. So if I can do it, you can do it. That is freaking incredible. I, I really want to get his books. Yes, I'll send you the, I'll send you the link for his books. Awesome. Um, Jasmine, then Nina, and then Maria. Jasmine, go ahead. Um, well, um, I just looked on your LinkedIn page and I've seen that I've been, um, I've been wanted to connect with you. And it says, when I typed in your name, it says pending. So when I was, when I was listening to like your journey and how you said like you grew up, um, very, very poor, I was just looking back and you'd never think that you came from a poor background, the way you articulate and the way you basically talk about yourself. And I was just so blown away as like someone who um, was sexually abused at a very young age and someone who came from a very poor family is go it has grown up to um, have a business which is super, super amazing. And one of the things I want to um, say was a huge thank you for all the girls out there who have been sexually abused, for you teaching them that just because something bad has happened to them doesn't mean that, that their life has to stop there. 
So I just want to say thank you um, for doing that for um, girls around the world and to, yeah, keep on doing what you're doing. Thank you. Thank you. That's beautiful. Yes. And, and Jasmine. I just accepted you, by the way. Oh, thank oh, you. Look at that. <laughs> and Jasmine actually has also written a book for young girls who are going to, to prepare I'll them. Grab it. For, to prepare them for their 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 menstrual cycle. I love this. So listen, guys, I want you to also look at a page, yo digo no más. Mm -hmm. I could type it in here, yo digo no más dot, dot com. Dot, I think it's dot com. Yes, and what I can do is I'll put it in, we have a little Instagram group, so I'll Beautiful. put it in there. Because what I like to do, and I'm going to talk to my team, I actually have 15 people, believe it or not, that work on this project with me. And I would like to... Uh, include the things like, for example, the book on affirmation and, um, and what, you know, what you also, I'd like to connect it to the Yo Digo No Mas website because there are resources that we're bringing to other people and other kids. I love this. I'm so yes. excited that I met you guys. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Nina and then Maria and then Treshawn. I'm not sure if I'm correct, but uh, like... You shouldn't do what other people tell you to do if you don't want to do it, right? Absolutely. You're you're supposed you're not supposed to if you're not if you don't want to do it, you make sure that you don't. And if you don't want to do it and somebody's trying to, to, to make you do it, then you speak with an adult that can help you and can listen to you. And believe me, there are people there that will be listening to you. So no means no. Yeah, unless it's for homework. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, you know, there's certain responsibilities that we have that we cannot say no. Like at school, you have to go to school. You know, there's, I tell my daughter, I have a 13-year-old daughter. Mm -hmm. And I tell her, I, I just was having, so I, I have three kids. I have it at 37. I have two grandkids. And I have a 30. 33 years old, 33 year old and a 13 year old. 19 years later, I have my daughter, Natasha. And um, I'm always trying to teach her lessons, but I do it. I try not to be lecturing because when we lecture, you guys are not listening. <laughs> well, you know what? It's, it's really amazing because this group is amazing because I kind of like, you know, I just been sitting back and they've been kind of sort of just kind of guiding each other and giving each other their advice, which is which is really cool to watch. Um, Maria, were you up next? Um, so I just wanted to also, now that we were talking about um, no means no and stuff like that and just not listening to people, I am stuck between, because uh, I don't really know what I want to do in the future. So I'm stuck between the uh, show business industry and I also, when I was younger, I wanted to be a psychologist. Oh. Psychologist? Exactly. Yeah. But my mother, um, it, I wanted to be a psychologist when I was um, from the age of like 10, I think. But my mother said that um, it's not the right thing and they don't pay you enough and it's, you're, you're going to forget about it in a year and you're going to get bored of it. And I've always wanted to like, I love helping people, especially my friends and stuff like that. I just like seeing people happy and seeing you tell us that we don't have to listen to everyone and we're our own guidance really motivates me to, mom, I love you, to ignore my mother <laughs> and just do whatever I want to do. And 
this is this might be please don't make this sound rude but 56 years old is really really young yeah but when you said you've been in the health industry for like 35 years old oh, we I personally thought you were around 29 32 all of us just <laughs> we were so shocked I was um I was <laughs> eight 19 when I got into the healthcare field oh wow that is really yeah. young and the, Amazing. I, the other thing I want them to realize too which I don't know I mean maybe they haven't made the connection but you have to because Jasmine mentioned about how eloquently you speak and how clearly you speak. We must remember she was not a native English speaker. She came to this country. She came to the United States as a Spanish speaker. And so one of the things that she, that she did when she first came was it was very hard for her to get a job. So she worked, you literally worked day and night to try and you know, overcome the, the whole thing with your accent because that was something else that set you back. Yes, and I talk about that in my book. Uh, Maria, I wanna address what you said. So mm-hmm. look, um, as parents, because I have my children, I happen to be a little bit different, you know, but I think it's also the experiences of my life maybe have made me different. My daughter changes, you know, career every, every week, you know, and it's like, <laughs> You, I said, look, you want to be the president of the United States? You actually could. You can be the president of the United States. If that's going to make you happy, do it. Uh, she now says she plays the piano and the guitar, and she's extremely talented. And she tells me, and happens to be an excellent student, and she tells me that she wants to, she's going to quit school, that she's going to create a band. So I said, look, uh, you're going to continue in school because you have to, make sure that you at least have something to fall back on. But if you want to create a band, start creating the band and then do it on your side, on the side. And if that's what your calling is, then it's going to come to you. We don't have a crystal ball. Your mom is trying to guide you the best she can, because as mothers, we want the best for our kids. And sometimes we forget that, you know, it's, there are, there's a quality of life and there's happiness that needs to be involved. And if you're going to do something that you're doing it for your parents, eventually you're not going to be happy. It happened with my son. So my son, and I'm talking from experience, my son, Franco, uh, who's 37 now, uh, who is a very successful businessman, uh, that's even better than I do. And my son, I wanted him to be a doctor because my dream was to create a medical center dedicated to the the, uh, the undocumented population with high quality, dignified care. I had it all figured out and I wanted Franco to be the doctor. I wanted him to be the doctor to do this with me. So he went and he went to Tufts University, a very prestigious uh, university that focuses more on healthcare. And three years into it, he says to me, mom, this is your dream, it's not mine. I wanted to do it because I love you so much. I'm like their their idol. My kids look at me as their idol. And I wanted to do it for you, but it's not my dream, it's yours. So he ended up quitting school. And I I was upset for about a year. I was like devastated. I I wanted to, I wanted to kill him. And but guess what? Then I realized it's his life. It's not my life to live. I'm living my life. And as a mother, 
I want the best for them. And I tell this to my daughter, I'm going to do everything I can to give you the tools that are going to create a right, the, the strongest foundation for your future. But when you leave, it's your life. Mm-hmm. How you want to live it, it's your choice. Mm-hmm. And if your passion from the beginning has been to be a psychologist, it's a beautiful profession. It is a beautiful profession. My, my niece is a doctor in psychology here, and she makes a lot of money. And she's actually my co-host on my show. And we are going to be creating amazing things. As a psychologist, you have a lot of opportunities. So tell your mother that you appreciate her kindness and her respect and love for creating a life for you that that is the best as far as she thinks. Ultimately, you have time. Don't worry. Don't rush. (laughs) You'll get there. Good one, Paolo. Paolo says, surrender to the process, Paolo. Wow. I love him. That's beautiful. Yes. Trey Sean. Uh, yeah, thank you. So it's been great, obviously, hearing your story, Maria, and all that you've gone through and what you've gone on to do. Uh, just a quick question for me. So like, what would you say motivates, what motivated you to obviously keep going from where you are today and just, uh, just keep growing, really? Yeah. I, you know, I got to love life to a really high level. I've wanted this piece like I have inside. You know, people, when I walk into a room, people always say like, you have a glow. You know what that glow is? I'm at peace with life. Like I love life. It motivates me just the fact that I open my eyes. I'm like, holy cow, I have an opportunity to do something today. Impact. For me, the biggest, biggest, driving force at this stage in my life. Uh, Some stage were my children. My children are doing great. And my daughter, I still have time to raise her, but the impact is what drives me right now. How many millions of people can I impact before I leave? And what is the legend of my life that I will be leaving? And I'm working on that legend. So every day I wake up and I open my eyes and I am excited. Today, as I was running at 5.15 in the morning, uh, I'm training for the marathon and the half Ironman. So I was running and as the sun was coming up and I hear that everything is starting to blossom. And I was, uh, I was running with my running partner and I said to him, I don't, is it me or are things blooming like at another level now? And he says to me, it's the peace that you have in your heart that is helping you see with the lenses of beauty because everything, I'm so into nature, like that gift that has been given to us that is there always and that you can draw energy and beauty from it's that is the force of nature that wakes me up every day that I know I have an opportunity to impact and enjoy heaven on earth. I love what you say about the, if you think it, think it, think it, create it. And, and I love that. I do. I do. Because I often tell my students, it's like, you know, depending on what you say, whether you think you can or you think you can't, either way. You're right, either way. Think that you can't and you say that you can't, you aren't going to create it, right? And look, you can't and can, they're victim victim words. You create, right? I will, 
Or even if you say, I will not, you're taking control. So when we say, I can't, then you're already saying that you're a victim because you can't. Or you can say, I will. I will, even if you, at the beginning, it's hard to believe it. I will. Like I said, you know, people were saying, uh, somebody, uh, my running partner, I promised him that I was going to do another marathon because he trained with me to do the New York City Marathon. And I remember saying to him, my challenge for this month, uh, for this year, is the 56 miles in a bike, in a speed bike, which I've never done. So that's my challenge. And I said, I don't think I can run the marathon and do the bike. And then I'm talking to my, my coach and he says, Maria, what is your, you know, the group that I have with the coach? Cause I have a coach that is helping me train. He says, your group is called limitless. He's like, do you really think you can't? Because then you are the victim that you talk about that you don't want to be. I'm a creator. So I said, you know what? I will. And I registered. I took the first step and now I'm training for it. So anyway, so it's victim mode versus creator mode. Words have so many meaning and the same words that you might not realize, like that word, the can't and can. Or even when you say, I will not, like I say, you're taking ownership because, and you're no longer a victim. When you say, I can't, or I can't do this, for example, I tell my staff, I have a lot of um, uh, people here that are Latinos in uh, a lot of women, about 80, 90% of my staff, I would say, they're Latinos. And I talk about discrimination. Like, I never felt discriminated because I'm not a victim of discrimination. I know that it exists. So I'm not saying that it doesn't. I'm saying I choose not to continue feeding into what people want, which is you know that energy to go into, I'm discriminated and I'm gonna to continue to be suppressed. No, I take that energy and I said, I am a human being. I am a human being that makes us all equal. I don't care what color you are. I don't care how rich you are. I don't care what status you have. We are human. So I'm going to, tell you um, a little secret. You are giving 24 hours a day, the same hours that I'm giving, the same hours that everybody else is giving. If you want, if something's not working for you, like if you feel that you're not being productive, if you feel that you're really not happy with the results that you're getting on a daily basis, then go back to the 24 hours and say, and take ownership. How am I using this precious time. How am I using this precious time? The answer is there. What are you going to choose to do? Are you gonna be on social media a lot? Are you gonna be living somebody else's life or are you gonna start living your life? That is important. And the last thing which you've heard me said before, the formula of creating the life that you want is to visualize the life that you want. Speak it, tell as many people as possible, and then it gets created. I'm living proof, I'm living proof. Become a creator of your life. Thank you. I just want to thank you for what you're doing, uh, especially like in word that people don't like get the 
the victim and uh, they put the fault on the victim like it's, it's the victim's fault but you just fought everything you you're a fighter you're, like you're so I, I like thank you so much i don't know what to say like i'm speechless i'm literally speechless <laughs> that's so beautiful it thank is you so fuel it is fuel for my soul whenever i hear affirmations like you're affirming what I've created and is a life of giving myself to others. So it's, it's beautiful to feel that I am being a catalyst in your life. You're so inspirational and just motivated me for the day. Thank you very much. Um, hearing your story, hearing all of the things that you had to overcome um, to be doing the things that you do now. And also, um, like, overcoming the things that you had to overcome and still having this amazing drive. Like, literally, if I were to describe you to someone, you'd, like, be a Lamborghini, <laughs> like, because your drive, it is, it's just so much. And uh, <laughs> it's just absolutely amazing how energetic you are, how fun you are. How, uh, it's just amazing to talk to um, you. Um, also, uh, what I love is how you make it so relatable, how people are able to relate to your story, how they're able to take from your story and learn from it as well. Just wanted um, to thank you. Um, I had um, all the stuff you had to go through. Oh, oh my God, you were so good? precious. <laughs> I am inspired. You guys are inspiring me. Let me tell you, I, I the way you guys speak too. Wow, you are above average, and you make sure that you continue doing this work because this is putting you above average. Don't don't live life being average or below average. Just in and I, you know, this is what I want to do. I I'm above average. I accept it. I embrace it. And you guys are powerful. What a privilege to be here, Christy. Alejandra told me that I will love this. And I, I said, okay. Uh, I know that, you know, she knows me very well. And again, it's you guys are my first teenagers or even younger than that, that I am speaking with. And it's, it feels amazing, amazing. If I can be a catalyst in your life from what you heard, that just puts a seed and that seed starts to cre be created into a, a plant and the plant builds flower just from one. Ah, I've done my job. I've done my job. So make sure you love yourself like no one can love you.